What's up? What's up? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Grab your vices, chill out, and let's get straight to it. This is episode 43 of Straightforward with Miss B. Moi. And um, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Today I am, I don't know, you know you have some of those days where it's like you're, you eat something crazy, it starts affecting your stomach, and that's kind of where I am right now at this very moment. Um, and all I had today to eat was some oatmeal this morning. So it's something about the oatmeal that's not uh, cooperating with my stomach. I mean, oatmeal is fiber, so, you know, that helps kind of keep you uh, regulated, <laughs> regulated, you know, when it comes to your colon and everything. So maybe that's what the case is. But I say that within the last hour or so, my, my stomach has been cramping so bad, like so, so bad. So anyway, um, what a way to start off the podcast today, today, today. Today, I wanted to, to discuss the um, Shanquilla Robinson situation. Um, first and foremost, I feel as though each week we come in here on the podcast and we are announcing someone's death. I don't know why is that so, um, but, you know, people young, especially these young people, they are, you know, leaving us, leaving this world at very young ages. And it's a shame that they don't get the opportunity to, you know, foresee their future, not foresee their future, but foresee what happens in the future, you know, move on with life and whether it's with business, become millionaires, get married, have kids, you know, just experience life. Um, it's a shame that they are being, um, they're not having that opportunity to do that. And, you know, a new such case dealing with that situation um, is this young lady named Shanquilla Robinson. Um, I'm going to not try to, I'm not trying to dissect exactly what happened in that situation um, with her, you know, with her and the friends over in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Um, but as you know, my podcast here, I like to take it a bit further at times and not really focus on the event itself, but just focus on just kind of like my thought process um, surrounding surrounding the events and how, you know, we can learn some things and, and do things different in our lives um, so that either, you know, so that ourselves won't necessarily get caught up in those same type of situations. And that's kind of what I want to do here on this podcast today. But I thought because it is something that is currently in the news, um, I want to do my part as a podcast slash, I guess, media outlet to a certain degree. I want to do my part to get the story out there because um, her family is suffering and her family wants answers, right? 
So for those who have um, no idea what I'm talking about or who this young lady is, um, Shanquilla Robinson is a 25-year-old, I believe she was a um, well-known hair braider um, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. She, so she was known in the community, you know, amongst the, the women and, and the men and everything as being um, a great braider. And I'm sure she does other things as well as far as business goes. Um, but she's from um, Charlotte. And she was traveling with a group of friends, with six friends, to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. However, within 24 hours of that trip, Shanquilla was no longer alive. So on October 28th, um, that was the day in which the friends all traveled to Mexico. Um, according to news reports, they were staying at a rental um, lodging area called Villa Linda 32, um, which it looks like they were um, they were able to rent the property. I guess it's kind of like an Airbnb type of situation, but they were able to rent the property on CaboVillas.com. Um, from what I've read, um, so far, like I said, from different, um, news outlets and social media as well, they traveled there, um, when they got there, apparently something went awry, um, something went awry to where Shanquilla was no longer, you know, like I said, no longer breathing. She was unconscious as far as when um, authorities found her on October 29th. Now, what happened next, what happened next is, you know, just a myriad of events um, to where it's like, hey, you got the side eye these quote-unquote friends, right? So apparently from what the friends told the mother, right, the friends ended up leaving Shanquilla in Cabo. They immediately took a flight back home to Charlotte. They went to the mother's home and told the mother well, first, there was some phone calls prior to that. So I think the quote-unquote best friend, he's a guy. I think his name might be Khalil. Um, I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, wait a minute. I think I got that information, though. Let me look in my phone really quickly because um, someone was able to send over um, their Instagram pages um, where it shows that all of them at this point have um, basically um, privated their accounts. So you can't even see their accounts anymore, and they've deleted posts and everything from their accounts. So um, basically Khalil Devon or Khalil Cook was the quote-unquote, I mean, the best friend of Shanquella, and it was said that they had been best friends for about five years um, but he had called the he had called the mom sometime that evening and said, hey, you know, Shanquilla doesn't feel good. She, you know, looks as though she is um, she might be suffering from 
you know, maybe some alcohol or something like that, which young kids, you know, you when you're traveling, you want to have fun. So, of course, you know, alcohol is probably going to come into play. That's part of, you know, the festivities. That's part of the turn up. Um, so I'm sure the mother didn't really think, you know, think much of it or whatever. Um, but um, I believe then another call, my, the mom had received another call basically, you know, and they told her that the, um, that her daughter was, you know, unconscious, right? So they flew back to North Carolina. When they flew back to North Carolina, it is said that not only the best friend, but the other friends who were on the trip as well, they, they visited the mother's house and they basically told her this story of, um, Shanquilla, um, basically dying of, alcohol poisoning however the mom and her family didn't really believe that story because each of the friends had their own version of the story so the story you know the story was kind of being mixed up a little bit a little mixy so um that probably was you know was a red flag to the mom and the mom was like wait a minute it's something more to this of course in that process she's devastated that she's lost her daughter um but you know a grieving mom who wants answers the mom's like okay something something's not right um so the crazy thing is that you know Mexico i believe the authorities in Mexico kind of ruled it as alcohol poisoning um, type of situation. Um, but when the, um, I believe when the autopsy report came back, it shows, it showed that Shanquilla did not have any alcohol in her system. Um, but in fact, um, Shanquilla had suffered spinal, severe spinal and neck injuries. Um, she was severely, you know, you could tell that she was severely beaten up. Now, News starting to spread on the internet and everything. Next thing you know, because the friends didn't say, well, it was this one quote-unquote friend who actually flew down there on the 29th. I, I believe he came He came to Cabo later than the others. Um, but he went on social media, and he had his story as well of what he saw, and you know what I mean, and everything. Uh, but then... All of a sudden, out the blue, here comes a, a video of a fight. A fight um, between Shanquilla and another young lady. I have her name as well. Um, Dejanay Jackson. Um, and in that video, all you could see was Shanquilla butt naked as if she either just got out of the bed or she might have just got out of the tub or shower. Um, but all you see is the Dejeuner um, female just, like, beating that girl. She was attacking Shanquella. Now, it's said that Shanquella is not a fighter. She's not confrontational. She don't fight at all with people. Um, so in her parent, I mean, in her mom's eyes and her family, um, she feels as though that Shanquella was definitely attacked because her daughter did not fight at all. S news stations, it looks like news stations from this point um, 
have been attempting, and I'm sure probably blog sites and stuff like that have been trying to get into contact with these friends who, like I said, all of their social media pages are private. Um, but now it seems as though they're not answering texts. Um, a couple of them have actually changed their phone number. Um, so it's like the way that they're moving is extremely suspicious at this point. Extremely suspicious. One thing that um, Mexico, you know, Mexican authorities basically, you know, they had their their initial idea, basically, you know, what the cause of death was, like I said, from which they deemed as being alcohol poisoning. They kind of just wrote it off. But because of the media presence that this story is receiving um, now, it looks like the U.S. state, I mean, um, state attorney general, um, basically, and probably, you know, U.S. embassy as well in Mexico, um, they are looking further into um, what happened to Shanquilla. Because what has to happen, because this happened in another country, they will have to find enough evidence to, you know, put out these warrants for these friends so that, you know, they have to go through the legal process in Mexico first um, and then get extradited from Mexico back to the U.S. Um, if Mexico does not find any fault with these friends or do not find them, you know, indict them or anything like that, um, for this situation, um, then it's it's definitely a sad situation. I don't know from a you know legal standpoint um, what Sanquilla's family can do beyond that point. Um, if you know if those friends are not found responsible for um, for her death, what I wanted to talk about, however, with this situation and rest in peace um, to Sanquilla, and you know I send out. I send out um, my condolences um, to her family. One thing that I definitely want to speak about today on this podcast is just the whole um, concept of friendships. The entire concept of friendships. Now, before we really get into that, if you were on a trip and you travel expect, you know, it doesn't, it, I was going to say, especially out of the country, but shit, it could be one state over. If you tend to travel with individuals whom you believe are friends, it's almost like nowadays you just never can be sure of that. You never can be sure to what extent of loyalty, protection, um, you know what I mean, care, compassion. You just don't know the type of people that you be around because, you know, as they say, it could be a sheep and wolf's clothes. You just never know what type of people that you are around as a person, you know. You just never know because you, you want to live a life where, you're somewhat carefree. You want to be open to meeting new people. You want to establish new relationships, networking. Um, just be open, open to that as far as like, you know, 
broadening your social circle. But oftentimes what we see is that people are kind of backstabby. They funny acting, you know, they're liars. They might be undercover thieves. You just never know. And sometimes when you go on these trips with people that may not necessarily be your everyday friendship circle, meaning that people that you talk to on an everyday basis. Now, I don't know the extent of these six individuals who were on this trip as well and their relationship, um, relationship with Shanquilla outside of the Khalil guy, which she had a uh, friendship with him for five years. They really didn't state how long she's known the other people, but you know, Charlotte is not, Charlotte is a huge place, but it ain't that huge. I'm sure everybody kind of knows everybody. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, Shanquilla went into this situation probably just not really knowing these other five or four people like that. You know what I'm saying? So if someone another female that might've been on the trip has some undercover pressure for Shanquilla might not have known that, you know, she might not have known that, you know, and it's a shame. It's, it's really a shame that the female, this other female Dejanae was caught on video and was just beating on the girl. Like, what do you get out of, what do you get out of, Throwing blows, molly whopped, stomping, you know, what do you get out of beating on somebody who's not fighting back? Shanquilla was not fighting back at all. So the Dejeuner chick is just basically wasting her time. You wasting energy, you wasting time. Like what what is you getting out of it? You ain't you're not you're not winning no points. You're not getting no brownie points. At all. And even if Shaquilla was still alive, you still wouldn't get no brownie points. What, just because it was recorded on video? Like, the girl don't fight. And she was not fighting back at all. And then, the other part of that, this so-called friend, friend circle, it was a guy who was recording the fight on his phone. And he, at one point, even said, Shanquilla, Quella, you ain't even going to try to fight back? Or something to that extent. It's like, dude, why are you even recording it? Why you haven't stopped to you know, stop recording so that you can break it up or get the Dejeuner girl off of Shanquilla. Like, come on now. All of this shit was dead ass wrong. Even if Shanquilla was still alive, it would still be dead ass wrong. Now, I don't know the specific reasons as to why they quickly, I mean quickly, left Mexico. 
all of them, that's some low down dirty. I mean, low down dirty shit. To leave a quote unquote friend unconscious in t- whatever the whatever state that she she may have been when they left, which you know I believe she was already dead. But whatever state she was in, the fact that y'all left her there, and especially this best friend Khalil. Out of everybody, you gonna leave your best friend by herself in Mexico? Even and it's like, even if Shanquilla had not died in this situation, even if she was still alive and just might have been sick or whatever the case may be, why the fuck would y'all leave her there by herself in a totally different country? And Mexico is crazy in itself. Like, why would y'all leave her there by herself? This group of so-called friends, acquaintances, homies, whatever you want to call them, these people right here, they got, they got, they gonna live the rest of their days with a guilty conscience because this is gonna haunt them for the rest of their lives. It is going to haunt them. They did that girl dirty. They did that girl dirty. And from the little bit of new little bit of news that have come out about this incident, um, I don't really I believe the story that I believe as a group they came up with this story. And for y'all to go. The first thing y'all do when y'all get back to North Carolina is go to her mom's house and tell her this fake ass story. Y'all need to be dealt with. Every last one. Every last one of y'all. With the same level of consequences too. It don't need to be one person, you know, this one person served this time or one person jail for this or one person jail for that. No, all of you guys need to suffer the same consequences. Because this situation was dead wrong. Any way you look at it is dead wrong. Okay. So thinking about this Shanquilla situation, right? And I'm sure everybody that's listening in, they have friends or people that they consider to be friends. Now, one thing that me personally, I have learned over the years, I have learned to, I I know how to mentally separate people that I know and put them in buckets, right? I know how to put them in buckets. I know people who are my immediate circle, tight knit circle of people. I know that if I get in trouble, go to jail, need to call somebody, 
come bum me out, you know, if I get in an accident or, you know, if I just get in a bind, might need some money, I have I have a handful of people that I know that I can call without a doubt that's going to come to my aid, right? And not even just coming to my aid, but just people I know that just have my better interests at heart. People I know that's not going to talk about me behind my back. People I know that's not going to hate on me. Instead, they, they're they going to congratulate me on things that I might accomplish in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? People I know going to make sure I'm going to be straight. I never need for anything. You know, people, these small group of people that I know in my tight-knit circle, they're not fake. Now, I have 40-something years, you know, of experience you know what I'm saying? So somebody who's in their 20s, you know, they still had time. They got time in their life where they're going to go through different experiences with people and they're going to figure out what's what, what type of people they jive with, you know, what type of people they know they not, you know, they don't really mesh with. They don't need to be around this type of people. It's going to take time for the younger people. But, you know, so some, someone like me who have had experience, I have had different experiences when it comes to friendships. I've been, quote, unquote, friends you know, friends with somebody who ended up sleeping with the same dude I was sleeping with. You know what I'm saying? I've been through that type of situation. I've been through friendships where it's like, um, friendships to where you be around somebody and you just kind of, you don't tell them all your business, but you know, you might tell them a few things here and there, but it's like at the same time, they the same ones that might get with another group of people and be talking behind your back. You know, I've had friendships where it seemed like, I mean, friendships where, you know, you, you get in, you get in a certain uh, spot in your life and Hey, you might be down bad down bad but when you thinking that you can not lean on but you would think that your friend would just maybe you know hook you up or offer a better opportunity or whatever the case may be they can't really do that or they refuse to do that or if they do it it's almost like you know you could tell you could just tell that hey they really don't want to help you I've been in that type of situation before. So it's like with time and experiences, you have to get to know these people that you associate yourself with and learn to put them in certain buckets. You got your tight friendships. You know what I mean? You put them in that one bucket, but then some people, it might be some people that, Hey, this is my going out friend. You know, she, she, the, kindness down for whatever I'm going to put her in the acquaintance bucket because 
I can only just really deal with her or be around her for, you know what I mean? At certain times or for certain things, you know what I'm saying? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You might have someone where you both enjoy church. They might be your church buddy. That don't necessarily mean that they are your very close friend. They're in your tight circle, but you enjoy their company because in the discussions that y'all have surrounding church. So that person would be your church. You put them in that bucket. You know, they're an acquaintance for that. So it's nothing wrong with doing that at all. But what is wrong is thinking that everybody that you come in contact with is there for you. Everybody that you come in contact with in your lifetime will absolutely not have your best interests at heart. They're going to be fake. They're going to be phony. They're going to be shysty. Like I said, they may be criminals. They might, they might steal your social security number. You just never know what people, they might talk behind your back. They might backstab you. You never know. So you always need to really, really figure people out, understand who you are dealing with. This won't, this won't happen in a day's time or two days. It's going to take some time for you to understand who it is that you are dealing with and who it is that you choose to spend time with or be around because all of these people are not going to be for you. Now, as a friend as well, it's a two-way street. There has to be some level of reciprocation. The older you get, the less you're going to want to party, the less you want to go to, you know, you, you want to want to go out and do this and do that and go out to eat all the time every weekend. Or, you know, it's going to be, you're going to be old. You're going to have families. You're going to have kids that you have to take care of. And, you know, most times your your husband or your kids and stuff like that become your quote unquote best friends, right? Um, so as far as just your other friends, whether your guys, your your um sorority for a fraternity member, friends, um, people you went to school with, or you know what I mean, your girlfriends, your homies, or whatever the case may be, the older you get, the less time you will spend with them, right? But no matter if you're seeing each other every day or you see each other every once a month or every two to three months, it doesn't matter. You know, you do have to have some level of uh, reciprocity where you both are giving the same level of respect, the same level of love, the same level of loyalty in this quote unquote friendship. Now, like I said, the older you get, now a younger person may feel like, hell, if she ain't calling me, then I ain't calling her, or I'm always the one calling, checking up on her, making sure she good, you know what I mean? But she don't ever call me. And like I said, that's kind of like an old, it's so much shit that people be into, and there's so much shit that goes on in one person's life that they can't always be, a hundred percent 
I guess there for you when you need them to, you know, when you need them to be or when you call, you can't always expect them to pick up the phone and all that. If you're younger, you probably feel that way. But the older you get, it's like, okay, I see you when I see you. You know what I'm saying? I talk to you when I talk to you. It doesn't negate the level of love and loyalty and respect that I still have for this friendship. It's just that, Hey, I have other things going on in my life as do you. And we just have to figure out when will be the best times for us to get together or go out for brunch or whatever the case may be and spend some time as friends or even, you know, spend some time on the phone catching up. And it's okay to do that. Now, like I said, in reference to this Shanquilla situation, outside of the guy, Khalil, who was uh, supposedly um, her best friend of five years, I don't know the extent of her relationships with everyone else that were in, um, was in attendance to this trip. I don't know. It could have been somebody there that she literally probably just met on the trip. You know, she might have seen around, seen them around town, um, but you know, it just might have been one of those trips where you know people that people that might have knew Khalil and two two of Khalil dude friends invited they girlfriends, which um, Shanquilla really didn't know like that, but she, you know what I mean? She might have did they have one or two times. It might have been that type of situation. However. If you just happen to have some compassion for humanity and you're like, hey, this is a young girl. She's doing her thing, you know, doing her thing as far as like being an entrepreneur and stuff like that. She got it going on. Hey, you know, she fly. There's absolutely no reason, even as a young person, to hate on her um, and just in, enjoy. You know what I mean? Just enjoy being in people's company without all the extra shadiness. The Dejeuner girl, I don't know if she started attacking and beating on Shanquilla because of maybe some previous type of situation somebody was saying over a dude. I don't know if that is the case or not. I have no idea, but I'm sure um, as time go by, more to the story is going to come out for us. But whatever the case is, Dejeuner looked a plum fool beating on a girl who was not even fighting back at all. Dejeuner, you don't get no cool points for that, sis. At all. But. Like I said, friendships can be a tricky thing. Tricky thing. You know? You just never know. You just never know if there's an angle, you know, whether or not somebody is being your friend for a certain reason, thinking they're going to come up, thinking they, you know what I mean, going to get cloud or whatever the case may be. Or if they just genuine people, you know, if they're a genuine person, you just never 
ever know. And this was a very, very, very tragic situation um, for the Robinson family. It easily could have happened to anybody. You know, these kids nowadays, they take so many trips, you know, they want to post on social media. So it could, it could happen to any friend group whatsoever. But hopefully this Shanquilla um, incident shines some light on those group travel events, you know, and make people kind of second guess who they choose to travel especially out of the country with because you never know well that is going to end this episode like I said I'm not feeling too good but I wanted to still get this episode out this week rest in peace to Shanquilla and as always, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms and podcast streaming platforms at STR, the number eight FWD with Miss B. And we appreciate it. And we should be back on Sunday on YouTube live at 9 p.m. Um, for our group chat live session. So thank you guys until oh next week is thanksgiving happy thanksgiving i might be back the week after that but um enjoy 